Welcome back to the Mammoth Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Bill, a fractional CDO and EDM musician. Thank you, Bill, for getting into the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rohit. It's a pleasure to be here. So we'll be talking about a bunch of things today, like how you got started with your musician journey, how you get into being a best CTO for the nine companies, and and how long you've been doing this. So first of all, like how you would like to explain about something about yourself, you know, like quick intro, how you got started and all. So uh, I'm Bill Bolden, and I I have one main work thing and one main hobby thing. And my main work thing is that I take companies that are in their idea stage to the launch stage by building them their tech products. Mm -hmm. So if you're a tech founder who has an idea for a product, I'm the person who knows how to get it built and can actually make that product come to life. And right now I'm doing that for somewhere between three and nine companies. Um, I think right now the number's closest to five. It's hard because there's always some people who I'm like half in, half out. And then <laughs> for a hobby, um, I'm an EDM producer known as Down Upright. And that is my main side activity. When I'm not working at this computer writing code, I'm working at that computer well, in this case, some Magic the Gathering is on in the background, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I'm working at that computer, uh, working on music. So what do you do in music? Like, do you make music? Do you make beats, something like that? Or you work with artists, so on and? Yeah, I, I produce and I work with other artists um, and I release my own material and I also release material with other artists. Right now, I've actually got a very cool project going on. Mm -hmm. Um that is 60 tracks in 60 minutes. Got it. So I'm working with um, dozens of other artists to put together a compilation of 60 tracks in 60 minutes. Um, and that's just a, a blast. I'm having a ton of fun with that. The name of that project <laughs> is We're Doomed, We're Dancing. And the, na and the name, even though it's good, We Are Doomed, We Are Dancing. It's cool. Yeah, and that's going to be 60 tracks in 60 different genres awesome. in 60 minutes. Cool. And what tech stacks like let you start fast and scale fast? I'm a really big fan of Amazon Web Services yeah, I do. and their serverless product. Got it. Uh, if you build on the serverless product in AWS, you can get a great startup going in almost no time at all. I mm -hmm. do it over and over. Yeah, we have to use the AWS as well. Yeah, before a couple of clients, we have to use that system. Yeah, makes sense. And how do you make decisions on buying buying versus building technology, you know? Yeah, I think that when you're working in a startup and you're trying to move fast and you're trying to get something built so that you can have a product in the hands of your customers, um, what you really want is... Uh, to be buying as much of the tech stack as possible rather mm -hmm. than building it yourself from scratch. Just today, I I had a point in my um, development journey where I was at a fork in the road where I needed to build a service that could take screen caps of an HTML page and convert them to PNGs. Mm -hmm. And I chose to find a third-party API for this and utilize them rather than code it from scratch myself. Because then I was able to get over that problem and on to the next thing. And like, what are the common pitfalls that start to fall into? I would say 
putting too much emphasis on features as opposed to sales. So too many of the startups I work for are um, convinced that it's features that are going to make or break their uh, product. Like if only we could add a feature that lets you click an extra button, then more people would show up and buy it. But that's not how it works. It's usually a problem with advertising and marketing is how you get more people to buy your product. It needs to do what it says, but it usually doesn't come down to how many features you've added. And how do you manage being a CEO for multiple companies? Even I'm thinking to be a CEO for two companies at this time. And I'm still wondering, like, how would I like to manage my time for both of the companies? How do you manage being as a CEO for five now? <laughs> well, context switching is hard. Um, context switching is very difficult, but uh, I've gotten very good at it. Um, I would say that uh, using Slack effectively and knowing uh -huh. how to delegate through Slack has enabled me to be very powerful. So you, you, so you were just recommending the Slack or is there something else as well in the back? Well, um, there's a lot of different project management tools. Different places I've worked have used Asana, ClickUp, Jira, Monday, Trello. We use ClickUp. So I've recently decided that ClickUp is the best of all of them. We are using the same though. I like it best for for project management. What are your greatest startup successes and greatest startup failures so far? Well, probably my greatest startup success is um my one of my startups that exited. So um one of my startups, my first, I got lucky on the first try, um, sold and everybody made a nice little package <laughs> and um we all got to we all got to cash out on that. So that was a really fun experience building out Clearview Social. Um, my greatest failure is uh, probably Transparency Registry, which is a product that I was brought in to, it was such a cool idea. It was using the blockchain to track secondary market debt swaps so that banks couldn't go back and claim that they hadn't sold your debt on a certain day. It was a consumer protection product. And I really wish it had worked out, but there was just too many problems with the blockchain technology in the end. And uh, how long it took you to bring your successful startup sold out? Like how long was that startup and how old was that? I worked there for the first four years and then it I moved on and then at the six year mark it sold. And what products can startup founders use to succeed, you know? Over and over again, I really like um, Webflow. I already said that I like ClickUp a lot and AWS a lot. Um, I've also had good luck using Twilio for yeah. sending text messages. So yeah. you can make some really cool applications by just stapling together Firebase or uh -huh. Auth0 and stapling those together with some AWS serverless logic and sending text messages with Twilio. And all of a sudden you've got a product. And what does it cost to launch a web app these days? If you can get the requirements down there and make sure that you're not dreaming up the world, but, but you have reasonable goals, you can get it done for 50 grand these days. So a decent app can cost us 50 grand to launch or just to build, develop, that's it. Well, and, and to launch. Except marketing. Except, you got it, Rohit, except marketing.
<laughs> marketing is big, you know, like marketing can even cost 500 grand as well. <laughs> but you don't need to be spending 500 grand on the product, you know? Yeah. You could be spending 50 grand on the product. And like, what are your other hobbies? You said like you are in EDM music and DJing. What else? Uh, well, I play a lot of Magic the Gathering, as you can see. Um, I uh, I have been a DJ for a decade. I've been a music producer for 20 years. Um, DJing is a lot of fun. I like to go out dancing and I like to play racquetball. And what big trends are happening in the startup industry at this time, like at large, you know? I would say the big thing happening in the startup industry is getting more and more used to the idea of no code. So um, more and more startups are getting to the point where you can use things like Retool and Zapier to launch without even having to write any code. You just know how to have to, you just have to know how to plug these different tools like Notion, Zapier, and Webflow, and um, Retool together, and you can build applications without ever writing a line of code. You've been into music for long now, and you've been into businesses for long what quick tips you have for anyone even who is getting started into music or who is into music and how they can be successful in music how they can get more collaborations and music producers and music directors and so on or so you know yeah don't be afraid to reach out to people um i'm like super available you can always message me at down upright and i'll um talk with you about music i'm always looking for new collaborators but in general, don't be afraid to ask. Now, I mean, you can't go ask Drake for a feature, yeah. right? Um, you can with indie artists. Indie artists are more approachable than you think. And I've collabed with some of my favorite indie artists just by asking them. Cool. And what about the business side? Like any quick tip for the business side? <clears throat> As even entrepreneurs getting small, young guys, you know? Well, I would say if you're getting started as an entrepreneur, Try to find a way to prove out that your product idea is ready for market by trying to sell it before it exists. So before you go sink 50 grand into building it, you don't have to build it to, to pre-sale it and see if people are interested in the idea or not. And it's not enough if somebody just says, oh, I would use an app that does that. You know, people will say that to be polite, but will people sign up for your mailing list? You know, that's how you see if they're really interested. That's all, Bill. That's all. And thank you so much for being into the show and sharing these bunch of insights. And so thank you so much for having in. Thank you for having me, Rohit. <laughs>